download and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasting from the JNK Twin Studios. This is the Reds Fans Chatter Podcast Breakdown, an in-depth look at a Red season, player, or game. Now, here's your hosts, Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. And welcome to another episode of Reds Fans Chatter Podcast. I'm Scott Evans. He's Nick Lawson. What's going on, man? It's cold, man. It, it, it is cold. We're recording this uh, leading into Halloween week, and... Uh, yeah, it, it's not as bad as it was last year, but it's it, it's really weird. It's actually colder when I got home than it was when I went to work this morning, which is never a fun day. Yeah, I think our high was like 50 today, which sucks. Yeah, that's what it was this morning when I went to work, yeah. too. So, oh, man. What's that? It said didn't budge. No, not at all. Uh, of course, uh we're in the midst of playoff season, and for the Reds, our playoff season in 2020 ended uh, pretty quickly, uh, but uh, we'll t- we're going to talk this week about the 2012 National League Division Series Reds against the Giants, something that looked very hopeful and became heartbreaking really quick. We're going to break down each of the game, talk about the players at the time, uh, talk about Dusty Baker and uh, and how that uh season ended and if we'll ever get to that point again of where uh, at least during the regular season that team was actually dominant so we'll talk about that but first uh, the contest continues for the Marty Brenneman Cincinnati Reds Hall of Fame commemorative microphone and it's real simple uh, just subscribe to our podcast uh, wherever you listen to us take a screenshot of that email it to contest at redsfanschatter.com with the weekly uh, code word this week in the uh, subject line of 2012. 2012, a year that wasn't. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> at, least in, at least in a Reds case. Yeah, so uh, let's get into it. The Reds in 2012 had a very, very good uh, season. They were 97 and 65. Uh, I believe that was second only to the uh, Washington Nationals that year. Yeah, and it was a great year. I mean, yeah, you go up and down the boards. I mean, they had some great games. They had some great pitching. They had great hitting. Everything fell in line to get to the playoffs, and they made it. Right. Yeah, that year, uh, making the uh, – that was the first year before – that was the uh, – was that the first year of the uh, wild card series? Uh, yeah, so um, just kind of setting up the uh, stage of the playoffs, the uh, Reds course first place in the uh, national league central the two wildcard teams that year st louis cardinals and the atlanta braves in a very controversial uh one game series kyle loesch got the win in that game six to three cardinals over over the braves and uh, the way the seating worked that year um it was going to work to where the reds would take on the giants and and then the winner of the braves Cardinals took on um, the uh, Washington Nationals. Kind of a weird seeding type of thing they had going on that year. Yeah, with the Nationals were one game better than the Reds. Uh, otherwise, the Reds would have took on the Cardinals, uh, which would have been uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, 
If we're it might, looking, it might have worked. It might have worked out our way if we would have played the Cardinals. Yeah, looking at hypotheticals with the uh, the Nats, uh, they were ninety eight and sixty four that year, and uh, the Reds were ninety seven and sixty three. And that national team, they didn't have, you know, a uh, Max Scherzer yet. He was still in Detroit. And I think it wasn't uh, Strasburg like a rookie. I think that year. I, I, I think so. Yeah, it was. It was like the Nationals. It was like they're. Uh, I'm sorry, the Reds were 97 and 65 uh, that year, uh, but uh, one one game behind the uh, Nationals for the number one seed. Uh, so the Reds took on the Giants, who were 94 and 68. So uh, you you had a lot of really good teams in the uh, postseason that year. It wasn't like. Uh, some years with these expanded wild cards where you got a team uh, just barely over 500. I mean, even even before the uh, second wild card, you occasionally got that as well. Of course, this year with eight teams, uh, there were a few teams that were uh, like the Reds, uh, just barely over 500. But I, I still like the 18 playoff system. Uh, it, I think it brought some exciting uh, first round action that you don't always see, but uh in 2012, uh, Reds were number two seed uh, in the National League out of the five teams that were in the postseason and uh, took on the San Francisco Giants. And uh, home field worked a little different uh, in that five-game series. Uh, the lower seed got the first two games, and then the home team uh, got the last three games. Uh, it's kind of, uh, kind of weird because the home team uh, – if things went well, we'd only have one or the higher seeded team. If things went well, we've only had one uh, game at home. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I, I kind of like the two, two, one uh, aspect of it. I think it's more fair, but uh, nonetheless, uh, it, it was what it was. And the Reds uh, that year started game one on the road in San Francisco and uh, to start the game, Johnny Cueto, who had an amazing year that year, uh, started for the Reds. For the uh, Giants, it was Matt Cain. And um, looked to be a pretty good pitching matchup. The Reds lineup. Now, this is uh, this is pretty interesting because, you, you know, you hear Reds fans, we need money, we need money, we need money. But uh, this Reds team uh, put together pretty much um, – a lot of uh, homegrown talent mixed in with some acquisitions from uh, from Walt Jockety. So um, leading off this game was Brandon Phillips. Acquired probably one of the best trades in Reds history. <laughs> Getting him, stole him. Oh, yeah. Got, got Jeff Stevens uh, and then ended up before Jeff Stevens ended his minor league career back in the Reds organization. Uh, Zach Cozart, a uh, draft pick for the Reds, and uh, definitely a fan favorite. Uh, he hit second in this game. Joey Votto is uh, Joey Votto. Ryan Ludwig, uh, you know, I know people complain about a lot of the Cardinal acquisitions or former Cardinal acquisitions that uh, Walt Jockety made. Ryan Ludwig worked out pretty well until he got injured. Yeah, I think most of us liked Ryan Ludwig. He, he adapted here real well, and, he, and the fans loved him. Yeah, and how how can you forget? It seems like a, an eon ago, but Jay Bruce uh, stood in the same place in right field so much that uh, every year they had, the Reds had to replace the grass because uh, he he knew his spot for defense and and definitely uh, stayed there because uh, and not that he was stagnant because he he was a very good outfielder, but uh, 
He set up pretty much in the same place every play, unless there was a yeah. shift. Yeah, he had a cannon too. Absolutely. Uh, catching, uh, I, I think one of the most underrated Reds catchers of all time. Um, I mean, he, he's, I mean, with, when you talk Reds catchers, the Reds have had some very good catchers. You've had er, Ernie Lombardi, you've had Johnny bench. So, I mean, you, he's not to that level, but definitely up there. I, uh, in Ryan Hannigan. Don't forget about Alex Trevino now. <laughs> come on now, the, the thing i liked about ryan hannigan though is uh, he knew how to call a game very very good uh it was great with pitch framing uh and his bat was very underrated if, if he was an on-base guy uh i mean you weren't you weren't gonna get 162 games out of ryan hannigan but uh you know, the, at that position the reds have kind of struggled ever since uh, they tried it with mezzarocco unfortunately Injuries uh, hurt him, and uh, Tucker Barnhart's uh, done very well with the uh, defensive side of the catching, but uh, it, the offensive side, he's definitely struggled. He's not the on-base guy that uh, Ryan Hannigan was. So uh, ever since uh, Hannigan's career at the Reds uh, ended, he got traded to, I believe, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, uh, but uh, the Reds have kind of struggled at that position uh, uh, since then. Yeah, besides, I mean, like you said, besides Barnhart, you know, right. Barnhart's had some backups. I think Ramon Hernandez was pretty good. Right. Uh, the short time he was here, they always forget, always, always can't, can't forget that opening day home run he had in 2011. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Hernandez was off the team by this year, but, uh, but yeah, the Hernandez, Hannigan, and, uh, uh, and the, uh, Valentin, uh, they, the, those teams, 2010 through 13, um, you didn't have the one catcher like you did with the big red machine, but you had uh, some pretty good duos. Don't forget Corky Miller. Oh, how can you forget Corky <laughs> Miller? <laughs> I love Corky Miller. He's and, the greatest uh, catcher name ever, Corky. And then Drew Stubbs uh, was in center field. Now, one thing about this lineup, uh, this is pretty much was your everyday lineup in the season. It wasn't like uh, this year, the first game of the uh playoffs where uh, where the uh david bell put in his left-handed lineup this was pretty much your lineup so uh much different times than you see today yeah yeah i mean there was no low lefty lineup back then dusty put a lineup out there he was he confidence in a lineup he put out every single game absolutely and in this game only one other uh one other offensive guy got into the game uh chris heisey I like Chris Heisey. He was, a, he was a very versatile player. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's get into the game uh, for the for the Giants. Uh, we'll just go through them really quick. Angel Pagan, uh, Marco Scarato, uh, Scutero. Marco, Sc- Marco Scudero. Scudero. I don't know how I could Scudero. forget that. Uh, Pablo Sandoval, one of my favorite uh, third basemen. Kung Fu Panda, baby. Uh, the most hated catcher, speaking of catchers, uh, Buster Posey. That son of a... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Hunter Pence was always a good hunt, uh, fan of Hunter Pence. Yeah, uh, yeah, you just retired this season, and, uh, you know, what a great player. Uh, Brandon Belt, um, Gregor Blanco, uh, Brandon C- uh, Crawford played shortstop for them, and then pitching, of course, as we went through, was 
uh, Matt Cain. So to get the game started, first inning, uh, Reds went uh, one, two, three. Brandon Phillips flied out to center. Zach Cozart uh, popped out in foul territory. And Joey Votto, who's not done well in the postseason, uh, struck out swinging. Yeah. I mean, and, he's facing Matt Kane. Matt Kane was a pretty good first inning pitcher anyway. Absolutely. And then here comes the pain. Uh, first uh, batter for the Giants, Angel Pagan. Strikeouts looking, but Johnny Cueto gets hurt. Yeah, that sucks. And uh, Sam LeCure was in the game uh, replacing uh, Cueto. And, and thank goodness for Sam LeCure. I think he's one of the more underrated uh, bulk pin guys from that era. Um, you know, he, he was he was the uh, prototypical long guy. Uh, occasionally could be used in late innings if need be. Uh, he pretty much was there uh, to get outs and get innings. Yeah, and he, and he could start too every once in a while. If right. So uh, he came in, got two ground outs, Reds uh, in the first inning, uh, scoreless. Uh, top of the second, uh, Ryan Ludwig strikeouts looking. Uh, Jay Bruce uh, doubles to right field. Uh, Rowling moves uh, Bruce to third base on a ground out, but uh, Ryan Hannigan flies out to right field, ending the inning. Uh, bottom of the second, LeCure still pitching. Uh, Buster Posey strike at, strikes out. Uh, Hunter Pence grounds out. Brandon Belt uh, gets a walk. Um, uh, Blanco doubles to uh, center. And then Brandon Crawford uh, is intentionally walked uh, the old school way, not this new way where they just point and no one knows what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Matt Cain uh, lines out and ends that uh, threat. That's kind of how we do it in softball. We just throw four fingers up and they take first base. Right. Now, th- this is kind of interesting. So, uh, top of the third, uh, Drew Stubbs uh, singles to left field. And this is, I, I, you know, if we were doing this podcast back then, we would have been roasting Dusty Baker for this move probably for 20 minutes. Yeah. So he decides to pinch hit for Sam LeCure. That that makes sense. Sam's not uh, hasn't been going very long. Plus, he wants to you know save the bullpen for the future games. He pinch hits Sam LeCure with Homer Bailey, who <laughs> 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 you know it, it's not like you know today you you would uh, you would pinch hit uh, pinch hitting for uh, with uh, Michael Lorenzen, I think I saw David Bell or maybe even Brian Price do that in the past. They'll pinch hit, uh, pinch hitting one inning and keep him in the the game the next as a pitcher. Uh, no, he uh, pinch hits Homer Bailey. <laughs> you know, I I remember that because I was yelling at my TV. It's like, why aren't you pinch hitting Mike Lee? Because Mike Lee could he could hit. Uh, right, right. So, and what's Homer do? He strikes out swinging. Yeah, of course. But nice three pitches. But Brandon Phillips comes in the game, hits a home run, and the Reds go up uh, one nothing on the uh, on the Giants. Uh, Kozar gets hit by a pitch. Joey Votto does what Joey Votto does: is walk. And uh, Ryan Ludwig uh, grounds into a uh, double play. Uh, run scores though someplace else because the oh 
The, that was a two-run homer by uh, Brandon Phillips. Uh, we we got off track uh, just wondering why Homer Bailey hit that inning. But <laughs> so Reds are up two nothing, bottom of the third. Uh, Giants come up, uh, but Homer Bailey does not stay in the game. Instead, Matt Latos comes in, uh, pitching and batting ninth, which which makes sense, I, I guess, in some ways. You don't want to risk game one as a bullpen game, so you you get your. Uh, the guy you had slated for game number two and go in and uh, and come in in relief. Uh, so does pretty good. His first inning uh, goes four batters, fly ball, ground out, single, ground out, and uh, Reds top of the fourth ahead 2 nothing. Now this game started like 9.38 Cincinnati time. And a uh, quick funny story is um, I was actually at an Eric Church concert that night. So... Uh, it was a pretty cool event. Uh, Lame. <coughs> well, I'm sorry. Nah, got, got, <laughs> got to meet some of the one of the uh, warm up, one of the uh, opening acts, and uh, and Justin Moore, who's a huge baseball fan. I think in reality, he's probably an Atlanta Braves fan. Uh, but uh. but but he's I think he's also somewhat of a Reds fan. They've they've had him there taking batting practice before the last couple of years before he had a concert at Riverbend, and. Uh, he had a song and I don't know what the name of it is, but the theme of it's basically we're going to kick your ass. <laughs> and, um, anyway, he, he talked about that and, and dedicated to the red. So it was, it was pretty cool. Brought out the reds, uh, uh, rally towel that they brought out for the, uh, 2012 series when they did get home. So that was pretty cool. And then, uh, my, um, ex-wife at the time wanted to leave the concert early, and uh, so we did, and I get in the car and, and hear that uh, Johnny Cueto is out of the game. I'm like, oh, my gosh, we may we must be losing already. And then I hear the score 2 nothing. I'm like, okay, what's going on? What's going on now? I had just had a smartphone, but I was driving, so I couldn't, couldn't find out what was going on. And then uh, eventually got home and uh, was like, oh, that's not good. But <laughs> I, 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 I had a flip phone. Oh, did you? <laughs> uh, eight years ago seems like so far away. It seems like 20 years ago now. Yeah. So moving to the top of the fourth, uh, Jay Bruce uh, hits a home run off Matt Kane, and then uh, Scott Rowland, Hannigan, and Stubbs all fly out. Uh, bottom of four, Red or the Giants are behind 3 nothing. Um, pretty much a pretty good inning for uh, Latos again. Uh, there was a Hunter Pence reaches on an error, a double play, uh, Brandon belt, uh, to Joey Votto unassisted, uh, walks, uh, Blanco, but then strikes out Crawford and, uh, Reds continue their three, nothing lead. And that continues until, um, the bottom of the six. And if there is an MVP for this series, it probably goes to this guy. Buster Posey hits a home run. Uh, leading off the inning against uh, Matt Latos. I think this, I know Buster Posey. I mean, the guy is a great catcher, great player. He's a three-time World Series champion. Is he a Hall of Fame worthy? I don't know. That's probably a different discussion some other time. But he killed us in a series. We sure we'll get to the last game of that series and we'll talk about that. But right. Yeah. Uh, another guy we didn't talk about uh, when we were going through the lineups, uh, Miguel Cairo, uh, pinch hitted for Latos in the uh, seventh inning uh, and uh, flew out. But still, 
he was kind of that old school, and I think Dusty really likes having these guys on the bench. Old school veteran bench guy uh, is there for some leadership role, and I think that's something that's been sorely missing since the 2012 season with uh, Cairo and Roland both out, out of the uh, lineup. Yeah, I like Castro because he could play anywhere in the infield. You mean Cairo? I'm sorry, Cairo playing, and he could play anywhere in the infield. Same with Juan, Juan Castro, as right. I was thinking of too. Yeah, and that guy, that guy was there actually versatile as well. I think we, if we would have had them both at the same time, it would have been great one-two punch off the bench. Absolutely. So uh, we'll fast forward this game a little bit. Reds end up winning uh, five to three or five to two. Uh, so you, you lose Johnny Cueto, but, uh, feeling pretty good, uh, getting a series, uh, kicking a series off uh, with a win. Yeah, we felt pretty good after the first game because we looked good in that game. Yeah. Uh, going to the second game, uh, both at AT&T park another six thirty eight local time start. So late game here in Cincinnati, uh, and Dusty uh, sends out pretty much the same lineup. Uh, Phillips, Cozart, Votto, Ludwig, Bruce, Roland, Hannigan, and Stubbs. Isn't it weird? Everybody in that lineup except for Votto are gone. Oh, I know. Or retired or somewhere else or whatever. Right. And then Bronson Royo pitched that game and pitched well. Oh, absolutely. So... Uh, this game, uh, was much different. We're not going to go play by play on this one as much because there was a lot in it, but, uh, Reds, uh, the giants, uh, they sent out, uh, Madison Bumgarner. Dude, do you think about how that guy progressed over his career and what kind of a postseason pitcher he became? Right. You know, I, I think, and I, I'm going off just my gut. I, I can look up the stats real quick. But I think the Reds always did well against him in his career for whatever reason. Yeah, it's like same with Adam Wainwright. We've always hit Adam Wainwright really well. We could never hit Tom Glavin. That's a different story. <laughs> well, not very many people could. <laughs> That's why he's a Hall of Famer. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand how it, it, they just hit Bumgarner well. They hit Wainwright well. They actually hit Greg Maddox pretty well as well and back in the day too, so – I don't know. It just depends on, on the day, I guess. Yeah, the, the Reds have a 260 batting average against uh, against him. Wow. Now we, we, we probably would have saw him this year if he wouldn't have got hurt in Arizona, but we didn't play Arizona. Right, right, right. On a, on a regular schedule is what I was, was talking about there. Yeah, he has a... I'm rambling. Go, I'm rambling. Go ahead. Against the Reds, <laughs> he has a 4.24 ERA, which you know isn't too bad, but for, uh, for someone that's pretty much a dominant... Uh, been a dominant pitcher in his career. Uh, it, it's it says a lot for the Reds, especially since there were a lot of you had you had like three or four really good teams that that would have faced him, but there was a lot of bad teams in that in that mix as well. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, so anyway, uh, Reds win this one nine to nothing. Uh, Ryan Ludwig hits a home run in the game. Scott Rowland uh, drove in. Drove in uh, Votto uh, on a single in the uh, fourth inning. Ryan Hannigan uh, singled in a run. Actually, two runs. Um, just pretty much dominance all, all around. Uh, Bruce had a double. Uh, Ryan Hannigan had another RBI. Drew Stubbs even got in on the uh, fun. Uh, scoring Hannigan from first base. <laughs> Which is pretty amazing. Hannigan, not not a super slow. That's probably, guy. Only, that's probably 
That's probably the only time it ever happened for Ryan Hannigan. <laughs> yeah, he, Drew Stubbs got a triple on that play. And then uh, Brandon Phillips also got a double in the game in an RBI. So, you know, the Reds come home uh, up two games to nothing, just absolutely dominating the Giants. And then game three happens. Great American ballpark at 540 locals time starts. It seems like it's a little bit later than that for some reason, but uh, I, I won't argue with baseball reference. I was there, though. And uh, and if I remember correctly, the game was delayed that year. Actually, I know it was by this crazy guy that wanted to protest a uh, political topic that we're not going to get into. Uh, but I'm like, oh, no, that that's that's not a good sign. The stadium was rocking, and then the players were ready, and then this guy comes out. Uh, security takes forever to get him off the field, and it, it just seemed like that kind of – it changed the tone a little bit. I, I don't want to place, you know – the Cub fans still blame uh, Bartman. I kind of blame this guy <laughs> because uh, he had no reason to run out on the field. He's a wacko. He got arrested a few weeks later at a presidential or vice presidential debate down in Kentucky. Um, so you know the the place was the place was partying, ready to go, and then that guy uh, ruins it. He sucked the life out of the city just by doing what he did. Oh, absolutely. So uh, coming into this game, uh, pro- I know this seems weird <laughs> for Reds fans in 2020, uh, but Dusty sent out the same lineup again. Phillips, Cozart, Votto, Ludwig, Bruce, Roland, Hannigan, and Stubbs. Homer Bailey, uh, not a good pinch hitter, but he got the start this game. Uh, for the Giants, uh, again, Pagans, Scudero, Sandoval, Posey, Pence, Belt, Blanco, Crawford. There was none of this, uh, you know, analytic matchup. And uh, I mean, mean, there's a little bit back then, but it it seemed more traditional and a lot more uh, conducive to winning. Well, or maybe not. Maybe that's uh, maybe that was Dusty's mistake. Maybe he should have looked in this game to uh, look for some matchups. So anyway, this game, Reds come home, crowds rocking. And they play flat. Well, I remember plus Dusty Baker was, he's an old school manager. He was taught by Roger Craig. Oh, absolutely. He was an, he was an old school manager. So Dusty learned from him and he just kind of went with his own thing after that. And right. it worked to, it worked to a point, you know, small ball, you know, what Dusty always taught small ball. Right. So in this game, uh, Reds lose two to one, uh, in the 10th inning. And so it was a really, it was a good game. And I was there as, it was exciting. There was some, uh, I believe this is a game where Brandon Phillips ran into an out. Yep. Yeah, I do remember that vividly. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, Brandon, that's how he played. He, play, he played uh, aggressive. Played aggressive, and, and he wanted to get in the next base. And that was his next first thought when he got to first base, he was thinking second base and, and like same for third. And that's, that's how he played. Yeah. I mean, we, there's we, nothing wrong with that. There's no, you just got to do it smartly. Right. Yep. Uh, this was, this happened bottom of the first, uh, Brandon got a single, uh, Cozart got up, uh, to the bats. Phillips stole second and then kept on going, trying to, he's, he's done it before, but it really shouldn't have tried to, uh, 
steal third as well. Yeah, bad move. Yeah, I remember it sitting in the outfield like, what are you doing? I watch it on TV, and then I was wanted to put my foot through my television. <laughs> like it cost us, cost us, cost us a p- potential run there. I, I probably did because Cozart uh, walked, uh, Votto uh, flew out to left, uh, then Ludwig came up single to left, so uh, which sent Cozart to second base. At that point, uh, Phillips probably would have scored. There would have only been one out. Uh, Bruce came up. And uh, single to right field. Cozart scored. Ludwig went to second. And then uh, Rowland came out and struck out looking. So instead of getting two, maybe three runs out of that inning, uh, the Reds only get one run. And that was all they would get that game. Yeah, they, they hit their spots in that game and had their opportunities and just, you know, leaving the guys on base. That's what we've said this postseason. Right. And then back, back then it was the same story. Yeah, well, in this game, the Reds only had four hits. Uh, the Giants had three hits. This was a pure pitching duel. Homer Bailey, as much grief as he gets from Reds fans, uh, seven innings, uh, gave up one hit, one earned run, ten strikeouts. So, I mean, that's a Trevor Bauer-like uh, performance. Yeah, he pitched real well. I mean, and, and even the postseason, you know, Bailey didn't pitch that, that bad. That game, he pitched really well. Like you said, it was a pitching, it was just pitcher's duel. So, you know, like, no, no worries. We're up 2-1. We have two more games to win. Then the game, Wednesday, 4 o'clock time, uh, start time. I remember begging to go to the game <laughs> for my boss because I had tickets. And uh, so started off uh, again. Not good. Reds lose this one 8-3. to uh, Did Dusty? Here's a question because I haven't looked at this uh, until just now. Dusty did mix up the game or did, did mix up the uh, lineup this game. So yeah. Phillips, Cozart, Votto, that's the same. Ludwig, Bruce, but instead of rolling this game, Todd Frazier started third base. Hannigan got the day off from catching. Uh, this, is, this is a guy I forgot was a red. Uh, and I forgot how to pronounce his first name, but uh, Navarro. <laughs> DeHonor Navarro. DeHonor Navarro. He's good. He, he did pretty good in one you know, season he was here. And and that's that's kind of the same thing we were talking about. I believe he was also kind of that on-base type of uh, backup catcher. Yeah, I know. Remember that season, he batted like 290. For a catcher, that's pretty good. Oh, for anybody, that's pretty good. Yeah, he, yeah. Had, he hit 290 that season with a 306 uh, on-base percentage. So maybe the on-base wasn't quite as good, but... Uh, you know, you're hitting 290 uh, as a backup catcher. That's really good. Yeah, I mean, the guy was an all-star in Tampa. So he, they had, he had some potential. You know, he already had that background, so he knew right. he was going to be a good hitter. And uh, this game, a guy that uh, had been fairly consistent throughout his career, Mike Leak got the start. Leak, though, and he was going up against Barry Zito from the, uh, from the Giants. Talk about a guy that had been around forever, seemingly. Yeah. Yeah, you seem like every time you, you turn around, he, there he is, another season. Yep. Another season. Like, like Bartolo Colon, another season. <laughs> Started in 2000, played up until 2015, but did not play in 2014. But 2012, played for the Giants. Uh, finished his season or finished his career with the A's in 2015. Uh, only playing three games that season, though. 
Uh, at, at one time, he was a super dominant pitcher. He was pretty good. Uh, Barry Zito, uh, I mean, he won 20 games. It was the second or third season in his career in, in Oakland. Was like, and he was he was very good back then. He went to San Francisco. He kind of had, tr- had trouble. Yeah. He had problems. Won 23 games in 2002. I, I, the only person I think that may come close to that uh, if there's a full season next year will be uh, Trevor Bauer if he gets his way and pitches every four games. Let's, you should speak to Trevor Bauer. Trevor, if you're listening, <laughs> we would love to have you back, brother, for at least two more years. That would uh, be great. Absolutely. Uh, so anyway, back to this game. Uh, unfortunately, Mike Leake uh, went four and a third innings, uh, gave up five runs. Uh, Jose Arinon, Arad, well, I cannot pronounce, can't pronounce it. Arenado. Arenado uh, gave up another three runs. Uh, other pitchers in the game, Sam LeCure, an inning in two-thirds, uh, gave up one hit. J.J. Uh, Hoover, I, I know he is the scorn of many Reds fans, but this game came in, pitched an inning in two-thirds, gave up no hits, one walk, one strikeout. And Alfredo Simon, uh, <laughs> you know, th- that year he was he was excellent, uh, but uh, came in, gave up, an, gave up nothing, gave up a hit in one inning. Uh, of course, he ended up being in another Reds trade that was very excellent, uh, sending him to Detroit after he had an all-star season starting for the Reds. And, four. Uh, four. Eugenio Suarez. Right. Thank so, you very much, Detroit. Yep, absolutely. And then, of course, Simon ended up back here for the last season of his career and did not do, and, do, not, did not do well. And most fans are going to just remember that season. Oh, absolutely. You remember? Because he was, he was awful. <laughs> he was. But, yeah, the big pasta. Big, yeah. He ate enough pasta. He should eat less <laughs> pasta that season. Sucker. <laughs> uh, so we head to the final game of the season, or final game of the series. Uh, Reds, hope is, is eternal uh, that, uh, you know, we're going to get out of this uh, out of this kind of flatness that they played in the first two games here. And unfortunately, that doesn't happen. No. So, Sadly, no. Uh, we'll go through the lineups again. Did Dusty uh, go with – went back to his uh, – his the, the lineup that got him there is, is who he put in. Phillips, Cozart, Votto, Ludwig, Bruce, Roland, Hannigan, and Stubbs. Uh, Matt Latos, who came in game one and uh, as a relief pitcher, gets the start. This should have been Johnny Cueto's game. Yeah, yeah, he was dealing with some injuries and couldn't do it. And uh, so anyway, uh, Latos comes in. Now, this is a kind of a fun pa- fact about me. The games that I attended that uh, Latos had pitched in up to this point, he had won every game. So I was like, okay, we got this. <laughs> I, I try not to talk much about Matt <laughs> So we got this. So anyway, he comes in. He pitches pretty well, gets to the uh, fifth inning, and uh, everybody's heart broke. Stupid Matt Latos. Yeah, top of the fifth, uh, Gregor Blanco uh, singles to left. Brandon Crawford comes in, triples to right. Uh, Matt Kane grounds out. Uh, Angel Pagan reached on an error. Crawford scored. Uh, Pagan went to first base. Uh, Scudero walks, so bases are loaded. Actually, I take that back. Uh, Scudero walks. Uh, Pagan goes to second. 
And then Sandoval, the big, uh, not the big panda, <laughs> Kung Fu Panda, he singles to left, loading the bases up for Buster Posey. I don't even want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it's so depressing to think about it. I remember the home run. It was ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. So it's, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so ugly. Uh, gets up a home run, grand slam. The Giants go up 6 nothing, And hope is lost. But in the bottom of the fifth, Brandon Phillips doubles to center. Hannigan scores, Stubbs scores. The Reds are starting to show some life. Ryan Ludwig in the bottom of the six hits a home run. Reds catching up down six to three. Then we get to the bottom of the ninth. Ryan Ludwig, uh, we'll start from the beginning. Phillips comes up, pops out to uh, in foul territory to the first baseman. Kozar comes up, walks. So we were starting to get a little bit of a of a momentum, uh, Joey Votto comes up. He singles to right field. Cozart goes to second. Ludwig comes in, singles to left. Cozart scores. Votto goes to second. Uh, this time, he should have stopped at second. <laughs> not, not like this time. Uh, yeah. Bruce comes in, flies out, unfortunately, to left field. And this brings up the most – I this is the most odd – or I'm trying to think of the words. Uh, it's like the polar opposites I've ever seen a crowd. So Scott Rowland comes up um, to face Sergio Romo, the uh, closer for the Giants, and it is extremely loud. I, I can't remember how many pitches he fouls off, but he fouls off quite a few. Uh, they battle until the end. The, the it's the loudest I've ever heard. Great American ballpark. The only time it may have been louder that I've been in was uh home run derby in 2015 where uh, Todd Frazier won the uh, home run derby, but it was so loud. I mean, you could barely hear yourself think everybody was rocking. We were hoping to, uh, you know, get a surprising comeback, uh, but he strikes out swinging and you could hear a pin drop in that place. It was so quiet. Uh, it, it got sad. There were people, grown men with tears in their eyes. Uh, I, I may have been one of them. Um, and I got to, I, I got to get on Nick's soapbox when you're and, down here. And and the most painful thing, you could hear the Giants celebrating on on the field. Like you, you, it was so quiet. You could you could hear them from home from uh, the pitchers mound area where they were celebrating. And, and you could hear them, you know, talking and uh, cheering themselves while you had 43,000 people dead silent. Are you ready? I, I'm ready for your soapbox now. My soapbox moments from that year. I'm going to say from the playoff game, but that, that game in particular, Matt Latos is on the Jim Edmonds list. Oh, they're both, they're both in that little category of mine. A little, I call it my S list. I can't say the word, but I'm in my S list right now because Jim Edmonds was an idiot. Matt Latos is he, he just all of a sudden he gets to 2012 and he gets in the postseason. He can't pitch anymore, probably because of his wife. I don't know. It could be any any number of things, but he couldn't actually get in a postseason game where he'd never been before when he's with the stinking Padres. He gets there and he has a chance to be a, a, a hero of sorts and just get in there and pitch a couple innings. But he goes out there and throws meatballs. 
I could have pitched better. I mean, I could have underhanded to him and struck him out. But no, no, Matt Latos is going to get out there and he's going to throw meatballs. You know what? When he left here, I was so happy. When Jim oh. Evans retired, I was so happy. They could both they could both kiss it. You know what? Now, I'm that, glad that was over. Once he left here, I was so happy. Now Lato, I'm, 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 I'm still on my soapbox, Scott. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm trying. Right, go ahead. I was going to say Latos, the first game one of that series. I know you said it's always what you did last, not what you did first. But uh, first game of that season series, he, he pitched four innings, uh, gave up one run, got the hold. Uh, they gave Lacure the win that game. Well, I blame his wife. You blame his wife. He probably does too, if you, if you know the truth. <laughs> it's now his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dallas Latos. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I almost, I almost cursed. Yeah, let, 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 I don't want to get sued by her, so we'll we'll leave the uh, <laughs> conversation there. But it's yeah. definitely a hard. Well, we love we love Dallas Latos here at the Reds Fed Center. I don't want to go that go far. Ahead. We don't have to go that far. <laughs> So anyway, they can't say they can't see me lying. Go ahead. Uh, heartbreaking year. Uh, it's yeah. something I don't. I don't think we've ever regained. Uh, 2013 Reds made the postseason, uh, but a, a very disappointing game against the Pirates that year. And uh, of course, 2020 we regained the playoffs, but uh, again, playing flat uh, when it matters most. Yeah, you don't score a run in two games. That's uh, yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, twenty twelve is probably the worst, or twenty twenty was probably the worst performance in the postseason of any Reds team. Yeah, I can't remember a, a playoff disappointment like we saw this year. Uh, yeah. Even the, I mean, the nineteen ninety team, you know, was amazing. The twenty ten team was, you know, ran into a, you know, a Hall of Famer in the postseason. We will talk about that. And then 2012, Buster Posey. Right, right. 20, 2012 was pretty disappointing, too, just because you had that 2 nothing lead. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so hopefully 2021 will lead to brighter pastures. But the 2012 team was a fun team that ended on a bad note, and I think a lot of people remember that bad note uh, rather than the, the great season the Reds had that year. You know, 2021, and we just want to look forward to – because we uh, we know we have a good team, it was just a bad year. Right. We got to the postseason for the first time in seven years. It didn't end like we you know didn't actually go like we hoped it did. Trevor Bauer, please, I'm begging <laughs> you, man. We need Trevor Bauer. All right, <laughs> but let's wrap up the 2012 season. Uh, Dusty Baker, do you think this game, this series? Uh, was not the final nail in the coffin for for Dusty's uh, time here, but uh, the beginning of the end. Uh, you know, I don't think it was the beginning of the end. I think 2013 was, it, they were looking at him closely. So they knew if he failed in the postseason, then, then he was done. And, it, you know, unfortunately, that was the end for him in Cincinnati. And it was the beginning for Brian Price, which is stupid to begin with, having a pitching coach go as his manager. And it wouldn't have been my first choice. Let's put it that way. <laughs> right. So, uh, Fun season, disappointing end, and I, I think the Reds fans uh, were kind of disappointed that it didn't last a little bit longer than the uh, three or four year window that uh, that we had back then. So hopefully the Reds, uh, this window that's opening up, hopefully they can keep it going a little bit longer this time. Uh, COVID may screw up a lot of that, uh, which we'll start talking about uh, when we start doing our 
Um, hot stove shows coming up. So I think that wraps it up yeah. for, for the 2012 postseason special. But uh, until next time, go Reds. Go Reds.